Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. I am your host, Adam Healy, with my co-host, Angel Villanueva. We are here to take a deep dive into everything Grizzly Athletics. Today we have the special, special pleasure to have uh, current commit basketball player, uh, Lonel Martin Jr. with us. Uh, Lonel, thanks for coming on, man, and, and introducing yourself to Grizz Nation. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're going like two different, three different time zones here. I think, you know, Angel's in California. Uh, I'm in mountain, mountain time and, and Lonel, you're in the East coast right now. So, uh, we got all the, the, the time zones covered here. So, uh, Lonel, you are, you know, from Flint, Michigan. Um, how was that growing up in Flint? Uh, growing up in Flint, Flint is definitely not an easy place to grow up in, but like, one thing's for sure is that the love is there, and everybody uh, supports you. Supports you. They have, have a big support system, and um, I say like the biggest struggle would probably be just like really just the water. That's the biggest struggle. And, and um, but like growing up, like even from a young age, even like the older guys that played basketball, going down to like the local YMCA, everybody supported you and was, was helping you reach that reach your goal. So that was like a big thing. Are they still having problems with the water water treatment plants and, and water there? Yeah, it is. It's um they're slowly fixing it, slowly working on it. You uh if you go like down into downtown Flint, you'll see a lot of construction going on. And it's been going on for quite a few years, but yeah, it's still pretty bad and they're still working on it to fix it though. Okay. But what and so what would would that look like? Do you guys do a lot of bottled water or what what's Oh, uh, recently when it first came to light, there was um you would see a lot of places there, like probably like every church on every corner. They had like it was like a place where you can get uh, bottled water and stuff like that. And um, but now it's kind of really calmed down because they say that they fixed the problem. But uh, yeah, but they still huh. do, a lot of people still do as much as they can to help the city. But mm-hmm. well, that's good. Well, I'm glad things are kind of changing around. I know that must be tough, especially growing up in an environment like that. Um, kind of thinking along those lines, growing up in a place like you grew up, what kind of really sparked that passion for basketball? Um, really, just like growing up in my family playing basketball. I come from like a, a basketball background family, so growing up watching them play basketball, I wanted to be just like them. So, seeing with seeing their success, and I wanted those same success. So. And you like, I think you have a couple um, uncles that either played in the NBA and, and a cousin that plays in the NBA or the G League. You know, how has that kind of um, built you up and kind of sur- helped you kind of build off your game and kind of and help you that way? Uh, it's, it's something that I, I most definitely that like, God bless me with the girl with something like that. And it's definitely helped my game because they're, they're really involved with my, with my game and also my recruitment and my future. And they, they do the best they can to help help my game. So it's it's kind of cool learning learning from them. Uh, not only learning from their mistakes, but also learning from their successes, seeing what they do good, and see how I can implement that into my game. See, one of the things that I'm most passionate about um, or just really interested in is learning about people's stories. Um, I know I have my personal story when it comes to the recruiting board. I was really late on the recruiting board. Um, in turn, I was still fortunate enough right at the end to really kind of get an opportunity to play at the University of Montana. So I'm just kind of curious, man. Walk me through your kind of recruitment journey, how that kind of unfolded for you. Okay, so um, I started off at uh, Grand Blank High School. This is like a public school. We were 
we were uh, we we're pretty we we're pretty good. So probably my my sophomore year and then junior year we were horrible. Then our coach ends up getting fired. And we get a new coach who um, who competed on that level. He came from Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo Central where he had won multiple state championships, and he was coming from um, Albion College, which is a D three, where he also had some success there. And um, wish I wish I'd have had him earlier, but um, he did what he could, and my recruitment was kind of slow. Coming out of um, Grand Blank, so I ended up going to um, IMG Academy, where um, I had a I had a heck of a year there. I really enjoyed that. And uh, after that, I ended up committing to uh, Youngstown State University, which is uh, a low major D1 Horizon League. And like probably I would say like a month, I had to take my SAT still, and um, and then I took my SAT and I was short on a few credits. And by the time that it like took all that to resolve, that they had moved on. So that's when I went to um, uh, Oakland Community College, and then at Oakland, uh, wasn't the best year. You know, uh, it was a first year coach. The coach that I was going to play for, he ended up having a stroke and wasn't able to, to oh, coach wow. that season. Wow. So we had a first year coach. He really, really didn't know. This is first time ever coaching like uh, first in a head position and collegiate basketball. So, so it was a rough year, a rough year for everybody. And then um, Coach Crass. Was my was my head coach at Otero Junior College. He reached out to me. They had been recruiting me for a while uh, at Abilene, and uh, he said he got the new head coaching job at Otero. And um, I just love what he was preaching, and so I, I ended up committing there soon after he reached out. And I'm happy happy it was a great great decision for my recruitment. That's awesome. I wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit. You said there was a certain point in your kind of recruiting process where Youngtown State just said, hey, you know what, we're going to keep it pushing. So I know that I've been a part of some of those conversations. It says, hey, we're just going to keep it pushing. We don't want you for whatever reason. So what kind of a fire did that spark for you? Yeah, or what kind of yeah. emotions were you feeling during this whole process? Because thinking about it, it brings me back to my youth. And I just can only sit here and say, man, I just remember those feelings and that pit in my stomach that I felt when I was got those calls when they said, hey, we want to move on from you. Yeah, it, uh, it kind of hurts yeah. because, you know, that's somewhere that I, had, I thought I was ready to invest all my time in and stuff like that. But it also adds adds fuel to the fire. You make you, you get to that point where you're like, okay, they're gonna regret that, and um, and they're gonna be lucky if they don't have to play me down there in the future. So it really yeah. uh, set a different type of fuel to the fire. Have that so you know, what was what was like I playing it? You know, IMG Academy, like you know, that's like probably one of the premier you know uh, prep schools in the nation. Um, and just what was that like? Did it feel like a huge university just because of of just the, of what kind of prep school it was? Uh, I I say IMG is probably the closest thing to college that's not college. Yeah. So me being from Michigan, I was down there on my own at um at the age seventeen, turning eighteen. But um, it was a it was a great experience. I got to play with some of like the best talent in the in the world, and also play against some of the best talent in the world, and also traveling and playing and getting maximum exposure while also being exposed to some of the best weight trainers and equipment in the country. So, so, you know, we, you kind of touched on it, you know, going the, the, the prep school route, then the junior college route, you know, how has that kind of like um, sparked a fire in you and kind of, you know, do you feel like you're underrated as a, um, a player and do you feel kind of that chip on the, uh, your shoulder and bring that kind of like workman um, ship kind of blue collar, blue chip um, feel to your game? Uh, oh, yeah, most definitely. I feel like, you know, me always being, like, underrated, always under-recruited, and, like, in my mindset, I feel like 
that's always gave me a more determination to be out there and show that I'm just as good as this guy, just as good as that guy. But also, like, I see it as, like, I'm just, you know, writing my own story. So, I'm following my own path. Everyone that's awesome, dude. Path. That's true. Yeah. So, when it comes to you as an actual player, how would you describe yourself as a player if you were kind of writing a, you know, autobiography about yourself? I say the uh, best part of my game is uh, shooting. Uh, I like to bring a lot of energy. The game's more fun when everyone's involved and a lot of energy being through the whole team. So I say uh, I'm a big energy guy, big on energy. So I say that'd be like the biggest part. Mm-hmm. Nice. And when it comes to you, you know, wanting to kind of have that energy because energy is obviously contagious. What are you looking to kind of teach some of these younger guys? Because we're obviously in a place where we're recruiting a, a lot of guys right now simply because we have a young team. And so we need some guys to kind of come in and step up. So I'm just kind of curious about your perspective. What are you going to be able to bring to those young guys and be able to teach them? He really loves how much of a leader I was. And he said, when I get to get to Montana, don't, don't wait for the clearance to be that leader, come in and be that leader that I was. And so that's something I, w- I would try to do. But um, but also, like, no one wants to lead someone they don't have a good relationship. So I would try my best to build a great on-the-court relationship so I'll, they'll be able to trust me and believe in me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, are you a little bit nervous coming to Montana? Uh, Yeah, just uh, a little bit. Not really uh, knowing what to expect, but. I'm also ready and excited to get after it as well. So, see, see, I'm from LA, man, and so coming from LA to Montana was a huge transition for me. So I'm just kind of curious to see how that transition would be for you coming coming from Michigan. You know, I'm sure yeah. the environment's different, the culture is different. Um, so it's just one of those things that I'm, you know, kind of really interested in. I would, yeah, I struggled those first two years. Those first two years when I was at the University of Montana, it took a lot out of me to really kind of get out of my comfort zone, start to learn how to talk to people in a different way and just be immersed in a different culture. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I'm excited for you, dude. I think uh, you, I think it'll be a grown experience in a lot of ways. I think you're going to be surrounded by some awesome people. I absolutely love the place, and I just can't wait to hear how your kind of story unfolds. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. What were definitely. you going to say? No, no, no problem, man. No problem. Um I think, you know, this, this year with the pandemic and everything, um, a lot of the, um, the guys, Robbie Beasley and, and the freshmen that are there right now. Um, I think, I think you're starting ground zero right now because right. you know, that they, they weren't able to, to get out at all. Um, they're, you know, kind of just stuck in their area and, and this basketball. So, you know, I, I think you're kind of coming into a, a ground zero where, you know, not necessarily everybody knows, you know, what Montana's like. So um, I can't wait for you to come there because, you know, the summers are awesome and um, you, you, wait, the snow's not going to bother you. You're from Michigan, man. You, right, the, yeah. snow, the snow's not going to bother you one bit. <laughs> right. So, uh, what's that? I said, I can't seem to escape the snow. <laughs> yeah. At least it's not the lake. You get a lot. Snow. Oh, yeah. We, uh, yep. we get a lot of snow up here in Michigan. Yeah. They got really cool winter. Do you like to do a lot of outdoors and stuff? Are you passionate about the outdoors? Oh, uh, yeah. I actually enjoy going golfing a lot. So, okay. me and my oh, friends. Okay. Yeah, there's plenty of here. Yeah. yeah. You any good? Let's be real. Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> it depends on the days. It depends on the type of day I'm no, having. No, yeah, exactly. I just picked it up this past summer, man, but it's been it's been humbling to say the least. I don't care how athletic you are. Oh my God! Yeah. See, my my uh, uncle is a pro. 
He's played in the U.S. Open and um, wow. played on the Senior PGA. And he, I, I, I've grew up like playing golf my whole life. And he, he'll watch me swing, and he's like, "Dude, there's no hope for you. There's just, <laughs> you, you just, there's nothing. There's nothing I can teach you." So um, some days I can look really, really good, and some days you're like, "Did I just like start swinging a club?" So no, I was just saying it's tough out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you know Go when ahead. you went from. When you went from Oakland Community uh, College to a, uh, I'm probably saying that Otero is it Otero or Otero? Otero, Otero. Okay, it, they they dramatically um, kind of went up. Is that necessarily just the the scheme that they were playing, or was it you know your comfort with the with the um, coaching staff? What do you think that was? Because it went, you know, your threes went up from twenty some percent to almost 40% um, all across the board. You're scoring, you're rebounding, assists all went up. What do you uh, kind of accumulate that to? Um, I would say, well, down at Oakland, it was uh, really – we didn't really have like a no-set offense. It was really – most of the time it was just watching me dribble the ball for 24 seconds and shooting the last three seconds of a shot clock from 30 feet out. And so I think Coach Grass, he did a, um, he did a really good job at uh, – at putting me in the right position to be successful uh, to where I can thrive in and knock down shots that I'm able to make and shots that I feel comfortable taking. Awesome. And at Oakland, you, you played a lot of guard and then um, at Otoro, you, you played off guard, right? Yeah, I just played, I played off ball. Yeah. More two guard. Okay. Two guard yeah. What have, has the coaching staff, has the coaching staff said anything about where they're feeling like where you're going to be next year? Uh, they said they um they really want me on the wing. When he was recruiting me, he said they didn't have anybody, any uh, true wing players. And so he's uh, really impressed with my ability to shoot the ball, and he feels like that's where I can help the most, being able to create my shot and uh, shots for others as well. Nice. Definitely. Well, another line, do you think that kind of conversation really kind of inspires you to kind of really decide, hey, you know what, I want to come to Montana because of the opportunity? Or what really were those kind of distinguishing conversations that really made you decide, hey, this is the best decision for me and my family? Uh, oh, yeah, most definitely. So, like, the first call that I got was from uh, Coach Cobb. Was one of the, uh, he's the head associate, associate coach. And um, first he, uh, he talked about all the film that he's watched of me and that um, – he said he believed like I'm one of the one of the missing pieces that they were missing. He said they had like three guards that that averaged about ten points. And then coach Coach DeCure said that um implementing my my shooting ability he said that this offense is based for me my because of my ability to shoot and transition and fly off screens. And so he said um he'd be able to implement that that fifteen to sixteen points into that and he felt like that's would be successful from that. So. And, and I believe you have three years left, right? I do. Because you went the JUCO prep, the prep route, you have three years. Yes, sir. I do. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I think you're going to, you know, I, you know, watching your film, I fell in love with your fadeaway shot. Like, like how many hours, like how much hours did, did you spend on that? Cause man, it is so silky smooth. Like I was just like watching it over and over. Just like, my gosh, this, like, just, it just seemed easy just easy no matter who was in front of you big guy short guy it it no one could stop you appreciate it. so uh so last year when i was playing point guard i was checking i was checking guards that were a lot smaller than me 
so that definitely they were a little bit quicker than me. And so my dad said I was, I was working too hard to, to get a shot. And so being these little guards, me being about six, me being six four, I was able to shoot over them and to to add. So when I got to Otero, to add a fade in there for the guards that's that's about the same height as me, is that fade gives me an extra extra inch to uh, make it tougher for them to contest. So definitely, definitely. Oh, and I think he got that down. So that that's awesome, man. Thank you. You know, one of the things that I um I love kind of just asking just athletes in general is a lot of people see what you do on the court, obviously. You know, going out there and being a performer, but a lot of people don't see what goes on behind the scenes. Do you have a certain type of training regimen? Uh, do you have certain, um, I guess you could say, superstitious things that you consistently kind of hound on in order to make sure you're kind of in tip-top shape all year round? Or is it kind of like off-season's off-season, you need that kind of breakaway? Uh, really? So like my, my family is always in the gym. So they, they stress really there's, there's no off season. So in the off season, even during the season, me and my coach, we're at it 530, 6 a.m. every day. And then so even when I got off the plane the next morning, I was in the gym at 530 a.m. For me, it's, it's more of a it's, it's a discipline thing. Keep myself disciplined by able to consistently get up at that time and, and work out every day and and even like the days, my dad says the days you don't feel like it is the days you got to go hardest. So that's sweet, dude. Sweet, so, love it. Well, you know what? What were your emotions? You know, you, you've had a, a journey, uh, a lot of ups and a lot, lot of downs. Um, you know, what were your emotions like when you finally committed to D one school? Um, you know, at the University of Montana, and you know, did you have someone? Did you have family there? Did you have friends there? What was that like? Um, it was it was really surreal. My my teammates at Hotel they had really became my family, you know, because we had just built such a such a great off the court relationship, and uh, they were they were happy for me, and it was emotional for them too because they they knew my story and they and they they watched me work work towards that. And for my mom, it was really emotional for her as well because, you know, she would always be sad about about how things were were going for my recruitment and stuff like that. But it was really a surreal moment. For me, so I really enjoyed that moment. Awesome. If you could do it again, this is something I think about because the way that you've said about your mom is kind of similar to how it went for me when I told my mom about it. You know, she broke down in tears. It's one of those things. She just kind of couldn't believe that it happened. I remember for me too, it was one of those things. I really never pictured myself having the ability and getting the opportunity to play at the next level. Um, so I kind of look back and, and, and kind of reflect on it. And this might be an obvious answer, but if you could do it again and it could be the same exact process, would you do it again or would you change things up? Um, honestly, I don't I don't think I would change anything. I feel like um everywhere I've been through, I was I was there for a reason. Rather, if it wasn't basketball related, if it was for God wanted me to change someone's life or he needed me in someone's life at the moment. And I just feel like like I'm paving the way for people, people behind me. So really mm -hmm. I, I like my story and I feel like it'd be one to tell in the future. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm glad that you said that. Um, obviously in my life, and I'm sure just as much as, as your life too, it's really kind of my mission and my goal to inspire. I think that's what I'm really about on a foundation level as a young man. So if you can talk to those people that are listening, that youth that's listening right now, the people that are looking up to you, the people that are following you or trying to follow your footsteps, what do you think you tell them? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is the, the focus on your own path. And um, don't don't count other people's successes because everyone has a different story and, and um, everyone has a different path to their goal. 
And so I, I think that would be my, my biggest advice for them. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. You know, so you mentioned your mom and your dad. You know, who or what has helped you kind of get through this journey and kind of stick with it and kind of keep on keep on going? Uh, really, my whole family, honestly. My uncle, my cousins, they're – they're all invested. They all invested um into my to my game into my future because they want to see me succeed just as bad as I want to succeed. And so really, it's, it's a big team effort. I remember the nights like literally probably ten people in the room, uh, just talking about my future and how we're gonna get this done and how we're gonna execute this goal. And so I'd say it really just wasn't really one person. It was my family as a whole. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Just out of curiosity, man, um, I'd like to ask this question. Um, who's really kind of your hero? I know you talked about your family just being a whole really big, important part of this. But who is there? What person? Is there a player? Um, is there someone that really kind of inspires you to kind of that you think about time and time again to really kind of get you out of bed? I know you said it's about being disciplined, but I know that there's people in my life that kind of help me get out of bed too. Like for me, it's obviously my mom. I think she's one of my biggest heroes. Um, but at the same time, I think one of my other biggest heroes is just myself. I'm always chasing myself. So I'm wondering, do you have any of those type of people? I'd say my biggest yeah. hero is my mom and dad because they um, they did a lot of sacrifices for me to be in the position I am. And um, they did the best they job to raise me. I think they did a, an, an amazing job. And, and I just... My parents, my mom, she gets up at 6 a.m. for work. And my dad, he gets around 5 o'clock for work. So, so And I, I know what that's like. Yeah, 100%. I respect that 100%. So, you know, you, you kind of mentioned some of the qualities that you, you know, strive to be with, you know, that determination, that work ethic. Uh, you know, what other kind of qualities do you pride yourself in? Uh, really being just a respectful and manageable person. Uh, I like to... um leave a good footprint behind when I leave um, for uh, people just to have a good image of me, really. So, also the football, man, do you have any other passions? I know you kind of mentioned you like to golf a lot, but is there anything else? Like, for me, it's obviously food, man. I throw down anywhere I go, the Mexican <laughs> food, the Mexican food, the Mexican culture. And so, I know a thing or two about that. So, do you have any passions outside of really basketball? Um, nah, really, really just basketball. Honestly, I've been – I was born into basketball. So, All work. I respect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've played guard and you played shooting guard. You know what? What is your favorite position that uh, out out of those two? Um, I would say probably probably shooting guard because um I think my ability to create my own shot is, is is the best part of my game and knocking down tough shots is the best part of my game and I also I do a really good job at getting people involved and I think that's where my point guard came in, but being able to be a shooting guard and also be able to score, being, um, get other people involved. Uh, I think that's a, uh, that helps me a lot at playing that position. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. One question that I was kind of curious about, man, obviously you're coming to a, a, a pretty top tier arena as far as, you know, fan base. It's pretty aggressive. They have a lot of expectations and sometimes um, you feel some of that type of pressure. So how do you think you're going to be able to feed off that? You think it's going to excite you or you think it's going to it's going to take a second for you to kind of adjust? Um, I think it's going to excite me, honestly, because um, I'm there with, you know, one job on my mind and, you know, nothing's going to stop me from from doing that job. And I think that uh, everybody in Montana is um, – the fan base is amazing. So I think that uh, 
they'll have that faith and belief that we can get it done. And I think I think it'll help boost that boost that level actually. Awesome. That's cool. So, you know, in Montana, the, the, you know, there's one rivalry, you know, in Montana, you don't have any, you know, uh, professional sports teams. Um, you know, you have semi-baseball, um, but, you know, the colleges are are, are, are the show. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I know coming from Michigan, you know, you have those um, professional sports teams, you have those bigger colleges. What do you think it's going to be like having, you know, kind of like what, what Angel said, you know, that pressure, you know, you being the show, which is an awesome feeling to have because everyone's coming to you guys. You know, yeah. you guys are, are, are there where they're spending their money. Um, how, how does that make you feel? That's probably something that you haven't felt before just because, you know, Michigan is totally different than Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I'm a huge Michigan State fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you fall in the Michigan way, but um, – I'm blaspheming from my in my family because you know all my family's Michigan fans except for me. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. I did fine. I, um, I'm really I'm really excited for it because um, this is something you know that kids dream of ever since they're ever since they're little to play on, on the biggest stage they can in front of as many people as they can. And so I'm look I'm looking forward to that to that big stage and uh, I hope they are as well. So. Yeah, definitely. How you feeling about the rivalry? Ooh, uh, I haven't haven't heard much about the rivalry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Find out, bro. Let me just tell you. My uh, I have a I have a friend I have a friend that uh goes to Montana State Billings, and he said mm. people, people travel hours just just for the game. <laughs> so, six, hours, six hours, man. <laughs> he, he he said it, it's a, it's a big deal, and it's definitely. Yeah the talk around town when Montana plays Montana state. So oh, yeah. that's something I'm, I'm really excited for. It's one of those things, man, that you don't really understand the type of rivalry until you're able to actually play in it. See, exactly. I heard about it. And so I obviously knew that it was a big deal, but it wasn't until I played a game and played against those guys um, where I really kind of understood what the rivalry was about. So I'm really excited for you to kind of get that opportunity, get to fill it out for yourself and go out there and compete. I think it's going to be able to, especially here in the type of player that you are, I think it's going to elevate you even to that next level. And I, I'm really just kind of excited to see how you're going to shine in that way. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Pinochle. It could be Bridge. If, you know, Montana and Montana State have uh, teams with those, you know, it's going to be a rivalry. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, hopefully we can have you on after your career to kind of catch up with you and see how things have changed and, and, and your career went, man. That would be awesome. Most definitely for sure. Yeah. I got to ask you, man. I think about this quite a bit. Um, so when it comes to getting pumped up for a game, obviously I think it's pretty custom for players to listen to music. What's your go-to artist? What's your go? What is your playlist? Playlist look. Uh, my go-to artist is uh probably a boogie. I'm a I'm a huge a boogie fan. Okay. And, uh, and Coach Jakiri knows this. You know uh, he he used it in a little bit of my recruitment. <laughs> so, How did he use it in your recruitment? Well, uh, he just kept saying that he had promised that he'd listen to a little bit more A Boogie every day <laughs> if, um, if I decided to um, go with Montana. And so, but yeah, A Boogie, um, Drake, Lil Baby, probably my go to artist before he game. Nice, nice. So, what made you choose the University of Montana? Uh, I think really just the, the relationship we built with the coaches. I felt like, um, 
when the coach when the coach first reached out to me, it was a um it wasn't really like a, like a business based phone call. You know, it was more of a um like we're interested in you and like we want to get to know more about you. And then as we went on, the phone call started coming less about basketball and more about who I am and what can we do to to learn more about you or help you. And I just I feel like um they they built a great relationship and um that most schools didn't take the time to do. Well, and and you had some pretty good offers from some, you know, bigger D1 schools, I believe. Um, you know, what other schools were uh, after your services uh, that, you know, other than University of Montana? Uh, my final four came down to uh, Murray State, Oral Roberts, and um, Abilene Christian. But, uh-huh. uh, and it really came down to Abilene Christian in Montana because my um, my coach, he had um, – he had recently was an assistant coach at um, Abilene Christian where they also had some success. But um, I think really my decision, it just came down to to who I, who I built the best relationship with because I wasn't able to build uh, see the campus or anything like that. But uh, that, like, that being said, not being able to see the campus, coaches, they were on FaceTime, walking around the whole campus, making sure I seen it. I was on Zoom calls with the whole staff and the teammate while they're on the road. So That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that takes a lot, man. I, I think for me, I kind of got the same vibe when I was getting recruited too. For me, I'm a big people person. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I understand at the next level, it becomes a business. And sometimes in some places, it becomes a nasty business. And so for me, I kind of felt the same thing. It was one of those things that I vibed with the coaches. I took a leap of faith. I didn't make no visit until after I committed. I wasn't able to see the campus until once I said, hey, I'm going to come here. But once I came here, it was one of those things. I felt like, you know, this place was a, where, where the people cared, the community cared. And that was really, really important to me, man. So I think, uh, I think you, I think you made the right decision. Let's just say that. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, and he's still there, so you know that, that, that says something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, the the two schools that you mentioned, Oral Roberts and then Abilene Christian, the, those are two schools that made the tournament um, this last year. Um, so that those are the. Do you feel kind of an accomplishment with, you know, having those schools kind of pursue you? You know, I, I haven't had really anyone pursue me in anything. So, you know, that that in itself kind of is like, wow, that's awesome. What is what is that feeling like? Um, it's definitely a, a good feeling seeing that uh, schools, they all, they, all, they, they um, clearly see and know what talent it takes to to get to that to that level of um, competition and seeing and um, knowing that they think that I can compete at that level and help them win that is also is actually a, a really good feeling. So Awesome. That's sweet. I think one of the things that I kind of think about a lot is that I think as an athlete, you're never satisfied. There's always go one more, go another rep, go another round. Um, so kind of just for your personal development as, as a man, as a young man, and as a player too, what are you kind of looking to grow in? What qualities are you looking to kind of really kind of hone in? Uh, really, my um, my athleticism is a, is a is a big thing for me. I feel like that's the the um last last piece to my the puzzle of my game, and um, and really just I want to be able to grow as a person, not only like on the court but off the court. I also want to be able to grow as a leader, and so I say those are the um, biggest things. So obviously, we're in a crazy time in society right now. Obviously, with the riots, the protests, you know, uh, the police brutality, all those types of things. So how important it is 
for you, not only as an athlete, but also just as a young man to really kind of be an advocate for that? Uh, I definitely, um, it's, it's pretty big because I say like me being on that big stage, I, I have a chance to influence other people. Yeah. And so I think it's, uh, it'd be, it's really important, the things that I say and how I carry myself, because there's definitely people out there that are watching. So love that. Love that. Yeah. You know, I know you're doing this for yourself, but are you doing this for anyone else? Are you, your family, or are you doing this just for you? Uh, my grandma, a while ago, she uh, she passed away when I was younger. And I remember we used to watch a lot of basketball on TV, and I I promised her that I was going to get to that stage one day. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, well, you're doing no proud. You're going in the right direction, man. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, my, my grandma. If you said something bad about Michael Jordan, she would she would go go fist with you, and no matter what, no, no matter who, it could be family, it could be somebody at the grocery store. If you said something bad about Michael Jordan, she was fighting you. So, do you have a professional so, team? Uh, in my city, yeah, there's um, the Detroit Pistons are are here. So, no, who's your it, favorite? Yeah, who's your favorite team? Oh, my favorite team. Um, I don't really have a. A favorite team, I'd probably say Charlotte Hornets because my cousin plays for him. But I'm a big LeBron fan, so thank you, <laughs> man. I've been into too many too many arguments, man, about LeBron. Oh my goodness! But no, I, I respect him a lot. Is he your favorite player? He is my favorite player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think so, you kind of you could compare yourself to an NBA player? Who do you think you model yourself most after? Uh, I'd probably say. Uh, Devin Booker. I really love Devin Booker's game, and uh, I try to come take some take the things that he does very well and implement that into my game. And so I say, Devin Booker, Devin Booker most definitely is a, a player that I look up to as far as like talent goes and wanted my game style to be like. So you you say your your cousin plays for Charlotte. Who's your cousin? Miles Bridges. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, being be, being a huge Michigan State fan, that's that's awesome. Um, did you ever get contact with for any of the other schools in your um, your state? Um, nah, schools out of Michigan didn't really uh, recruit me that much. Eastern Michigan um, did a little bit, but um, really it was all out of state schools. Michigan, Michigan oh, University of Detroit. Um, okay, they um, offered me my um, my senior year actually, but uh, the coach ended up getting fired. Okay. And so, so yeah, Michigan schools didn't really show me any love. So, well, and, and this kind of went, you know, I asked that question to get, get to this question. You know, how did you find out about Montana? Did you see them playing, you know, University of Michigan the last couple of years um, in the tournament? Is that how you saw them, or or was it some somebody else that kind of pointed you in that direction? Um, really, I did. I did see them. Um, Playing, playing Michigan in the NCAA tournament was nothing I really uh, never thought of at the time because you know, I was probably rooting for Michigan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan to win. And so, but uh, really, uh, they found me. This, my coach, this is one of the schools that, that he didn't even reach out to, and they ended up finding me. So, awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So I know I, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I know that during your time, I think it was your high school. Your your final season is where you where you injured yourself. Am I right in saying that? Uh, it, was my, um, it was going into my junior year, junior uh, junior year. 
So I just really want to care. I'm curious about this simply because I've been through some injuries and because of those injuries, I've had a back surgery, I've had a hip surgery, a couple of torn knees. So because of that, it really kind of put my athletic career on pause as far as really, really pursuing it at the next level. I'm just kind of curious. And I know during that time for me, it had such a really hard mental toll on me. I'm just kind of curious, um, what kind of emotions were you feeling when you were injured? Um, yeah. And what were you thinking? It was, it was honestly just hard to believe that like, I couldn't go play play the game. You know what I mean, I feel like when you're injured in the time where you're like where you can't play the sport, it, it's where you it make you like be appreciative of the sport, more appreciative, and and you get a different kind of love for the game. And so, but when I was injured, I was really doing everything I could. I was sitting outside in a chair, just shooting form shots and anything I could to keep it basketball related and keep my spirits up. So that's inspiring, man. I kind of feel um in the same exact way. I had a choice and I feel like every every athlete had a choice when you're injured to really kind of really give up on yourself or really right. push it to the next level. And so I'm glad that you had that opportunity to really kind of push it to the next level. Like you said, this game could be taken away in an instant. Exactly. And I think that part is really important to really understand. And it's one of those things athletes just in general take it for, take for granted until it's too late, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Crazy. You know, outside, you know, uh, of basketball, what are you thinking about majoring in and what, what are your interests in that? Uh, my dad's a businessman. So, so probably something in business, he owns his own business. So I'll probably do, um, he enjoys being his own boy. So I probably do something in you know, entrepreneurship. So, What's your dad do? Yeah, what does he do? He owns a, a trucking business. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Shout out you to your dad. Into, you want to get into the trucking world? Um, uh, probably. But you have a couple <laughs> ideas. Yeah, he, he works too. He works too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I haven't really uh, figured it out yet. But. Yeah, you will. You will. It's a yeah. process. I mean, I didn't. I, I still don't know what I want to do. I'm still trying to figure it out every day. So yeah, yeah. yeah, same same here, man. I, I've been teaching for what ten years, and I'm still trying to figure out what my next thing is. And I, I think that's a good thing, though. Like if yeah. if you ha- feel strongly about, like I feel strongly about um, podcasting. I feel strongly about teaching um, real estate stuff like that. That you know, if, if you feel strongly about something, you don't just have to do one thing. Um, yeah. I feel like you know if you're you know, something that's pulling you just, you know, 100% do it. Uh, yeah. I think it's awesome, man. So what team in the big sky? Um, I know you, you, you might not know too much about the big sky, but is there a team that you are kind of looking forward to playing? Montana state. I hear Montana I'm state. So I'm ready to, ready to see them boys. So yeah, get the right attitude. There you go. That's there it. you go. Uh-huh. Well, there's also a brewing rivalry with Eastern Washington. Um, you know, they, they've lost pretty much seven players of their team from their run last year. They were in the NCAA tournament, o- yeah. almost beat, I, be- I believe it was Kansas. Wasn't it Kansas? Yeah. They, I think it was. They, yeah. they went up against. Um, so it, it's going to look at drastically different this year. Um, but there are some really big um, time basketball play- being played in um, big sky country. Um, and, you know, Montana has had some great coaches. Um, you know, Judd Heathcote, you know, former head coach at uh, um, Michigan State, got his start at Montana. Kelvin Sampson, that's playing or coaching at University of Houston. 
um, and then uh, Tinkle um, out at Oregon State as well. So um, there's been some good good coaches, good teams that played at you know University of Montana. So. So what are your what are your thoughts and expectations? You know, going into this first season, um, I, I can't wait for you to have a uh, a season where you have fans. Um, did you have you know? So this is kind of a two part um, thing, but uh, did you have fans this year and uh, at your games and and what was that like? Oh, actually, uh, after maybe our third fourth game. They um they started letting fans in. Okay. Uh, at Otero, the only people that were on campus uh, were athletes. Okay. And it was a really small campus, and a really uh for a junior college had a really good culture, and so everyone everyone knew everyone, and everyone was going to support. Rather, it was it was softball, baseball, basketball. Everyone enjoyed coming out and uh, showing showing a lot of support. And so, nice. So you know, what are your expectations, and and what are you wanting to do for this first year, or or even longer? Your what are your goals at the University of Montana? Uh, definitely goals is to win some championships, for sure. And um, I say that that honestly, that's that's the biggest goal is um is in winning. I think we got the talent to do it, and I think we've uh, Coach DeGears added some some really good pieces pieces to that puzzle and I feel like the players that were there in the past year they also have what it takes to win and so I feel like that would be the, the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to, to winning some games and um, honestly just building relationships with the players so is there someone that you've kind of developed a, a more of a stronger kind of friendship relationship so far through the group chats and group texts um no nah, not not really yet uh, I mm-hmm. think it'll it probably be better when we all get a chance to actually meet each other face to face. But we all we talk here and there, fill each other out, so tell them what we're doing, stuff like that. So, so obviously, leaving Michigan and not having the opportunity to live in Oakland, what do you think you're going to miss most about kind of those travels coming to Montana? Um, probably, probably just my family, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a really close relationship with my family, excuse me, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. And uh, when Coach asked me, asked me if I was like, if like I was willing to be recruited outside of um, outside of the state, and I feel like there's like so much more in the world, in the country to like to explore, and I want to be able to explore those things before it's too late. So, mm-hmm. awesome. more things than just home. I have to ask this question. So one of the things that I struggled with was obviously the Mexican food leaving California. Is there a certain spot? Is there a place in Michigan that you're like, man, I'm gonna miss this place? Okay, so it's this place called called uh, Big John's. That's only in Flint, only in Flint, and they sell like like these like Philly steak sandwiches. Uh, oh, oh man, they're to die for. So oh, I, you, you can't go wrong with a Philly man. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Let me ask you this: Do you know how to cook? Uh, yeah, I my my dad likes to cook, so I I, I watch him a lot. He actually uh barbecued yesterday. So, yeah, ooh. oh, throwing down to be mad at that, huh? That's cool, dude. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but that's why I came down to California just for the Mexican food. I had to come down for a couple. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you're bringing me some back, right? I'll bring you some back. Yeah, okay. overnight. All yeah. right, overnight. Yeah. That, yeah. You <laughs> so you know what? What are you you know most forward to you know, looking forward to getting to the campus? What are you looking forward in doing? 
Um, really just um meeting my teammates, honestly. Start starting that relationship, starting to build that chemistry and and um getting into getting into the gym. You know, really I think that's when it, it all hit me that first time in the gym, you know, that I made it. So And what do you get to be on campus? Did you um, have a day? We start workouts Monday and um uh, I'll be on campus this uh this Friday, Friday okay. afternoon. Okay. There you go. There that's, go. that's a quick turnaround, man. It is. It, you just you just ended your season here a lot a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a quick turnaround. So you know what what are you um, you know since your injury and you know being an athlete um, and kind of Angel has mentioned this too. You know what what do you do to kind of keep yourself you know uh, energized and kind of just just fresh. Um, really, uh, I try to get in the cold bath and get as much treatment as I can while I'm here. My uncle said, you know, part of one thing that'll keep you a step ahead of the people that are working just as hard as you is the way you take care of your body. So really just watching what I put into my body and, and doing the best I can to finish the and take care of it. Nice. That's one thing that I can relate to. See, that's one thing that I wish I would take a little more seriously. Obviously, now I don't regret my story. I love it. I think it's really inspiration. I love telling it to people too. But that was one of the things that I wish I would have just realized a little sooner that my body is the business. You know, my body pays the bills. You know what? Um, if I would have taken care of it a little better, who knows where I would have been at? But man, I'm so grateful for the opportunity I get this to kind of share and have these conversations with people like you, share my story with Adam and the listeners out there. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, so did you have anything else, Angel? That's all I had. All I have, man. I think it was a pleasure really kind of getting to know you. I'm really excited for the opportunity. I'm sure we're running to each other a couple of times. I'm still hanging out with a lot of guys um, on the football team. So I, I'm, I'm sure at one point we'll run into each other and we'll be able to chop it up, have a conversation here and there, and hopefully down the road, go get some golfing too. I want to see if you're, if you're really you as good as, as you might say. <laughs> well, sir, I'm, I'm actually heading to the golf course tomorrow after I leave the gym, so. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, no, I I can't thank you enough for for spending some time with us, and uh, I really think you're going to have a great career, and I can't wait to watch you play. Um, and I just, yeah, just hope 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 that you have a great time there, and. Yeah, if you need anything on our end, too, even if it's just somebody to talk to, I know that it gets tough, you know, kind of making that transition. We'll, we'll always be in your corner. We're here to support yep. you. Um, we're here for your success, man. We can't really see uh, what you bring to the table because we, we're ready to see it. We're ready to see that competitive side of yours. Yeah. Most definitely. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate too taking the time. Hey, hey, no problem. Hey, do you have any Grizz stuff yet? Do you have any Grizz apparel? Uh, no Grizz apparel just yet. Okay, oh, yeah. they're, they'll probably hook you up soon, man. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Awesome, man. Well, you have a safe time, and, and we'll talk to you soon uh, later on in your career, man. All right, sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you. That's going to do it for another episode of Fight on Montana. I would like to thank our guest, uh, Lano Martin Jr., for coming on the p- podcast, introducing himself to Grizz Nation. Uh, thank you for the listener to for listening. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we'd love to hear from you. Get a hold of us at our Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook page at Fight On Montana as well. And until the next time, fight on. <laughs>